0: Moving your mom or your dad or yourself isn't just about moving things from one place to another. It is much more complicated than that, as are so many things having to do with later life. How to Move Your Mom and Still Be on Speaking Terms Afterward provides in-depth conversations with professionals, older adults, and their family members who share their stories with warmth, understanding, and humor. I'm your host, Marty Stevens heebner and here you'll find answers to many of your questions, as well as different perspectives that I hope will inform and inspire you. Today, I get to talk to Dawn McFarland, who's the founder and president of m M&M and Benefit Solutions Insurance Services. She really has a passion for helping people navigate the often confusing path to how they receive their health care. Mm -hmm. and especially she works with people who are eligible for Medicare because I know that's a big mystery for a lot of people. Dawn currently serves as the Vice President of Legislation for the State of California Association on the Medicare Advisory Council for the National Association of Health Underwriters. And because she's not busy enough already, she's also a certified community educator for the Alzheimer's Association. Welcome, Dawn, and thank you so much for joining me. And I don't know how you made time to sit down with me, given that crazy schedule you must have.
1: I appreciate you so much, Marty. And I'm grateful to be able to have a conversation with you and hopefully get more information out there. You know, I like to educate people. You And you
0: are superb at it. You even organized that conference during (laughs) COVID last year. That was was amazing. You were so great. Thank you. You're welcome. And I was honored to be a part of it. Thank you. So let's start by having you talk about your favorite memory of your grandparents.
1: I love that question. Um, my I, I lost both my grand grandpa, my closest grandpa and grandma, who were are my mom's parents. I think it I think we're going on three years now ago, and I I tell my husband all the time I miss my grandpa like nothing else. He's oh. he was the best male figure I had throughout my life, and um, so. I I would say when I when I look back on all the memories, and there were a lot, they were super involved in my life. Um, mm-hmm. I think the best memories were they used to house sit for so it's a couple in Evergreen, Colorado. I grew up in Colorado, mm-hmm. and they used to house sit for this couple in Evergreen. And when I was in the my younger years, like I don't know, I think it was pre pre seven eight years old. The Higgins, the we called them the Higgins that they had a house that was, it almost felt like a fairy tale because there was a big hill um, behind it and there's a creek down below. And it, that was, it was always fun when we went to see grandma and grandpa up at the house. It was like a vacation.
0: Wow, it's magical. It was magical. Yeah, especially when you're a little kid. How beautiful. That's wonderful. You have such a specific field in insurance and it is so vital because people are completely mystified by Medicare. What do you love about what you get to do?
1: But the first thing that I like, and I feel like it's the most important thing is that I love working with gratitude that it, there is something I've worked with, with customer service pretty much my entire career. It's it's Mm -hmm. been something customer service related, but there's something special about working with the senior market, Mm -hmm. especially when you help them, they are so grateful. And when you lit, when you are living day in day out, helping people and they feel grateful, then that's my favorite thing. I, I love working in gratitude. And the second thing is, I like to problem solve. I'm a total geek. (laughs) (laughs) I love that about you. Yes, it's so great. Uh, So, I obviously that's a big problem solving game, and every situation is unique, so it's never boring.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine. And you know, (laughs) in terms of you were talking about working with gratitude, you just you yourself exude that. You are very generous and so helpful with all kinds of information. I know you've been very helpful to me. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so it's no wonder you get a lot of gratitude back. <laughs> no wonder. And you know, tell me about a great client story, especially one that was a little bit complicated so people can kind of understand the process. That would be wonderful.
1: I had a client who was referred to me by another client. And this woman is someone who um, is, it, this happened during last year COVID, and she didn't feel technology savvy particularly, um, but she was brave enough to hear instruction and work through it um, she did she didn't have anything outside of her original Medicare, and she's starting to have more serious heart problems It was what I was able to do was at, not only walk her through that when she, and she's nervous, right? Cause all of these things, especially, and it's COVID and all of no, nothing felt stable. Yeah. I, I, I feel like we were able to navigate her into a plan, work through all of the issues with guarantee issue, get her into a plan that she's satisfied with that is really ultimately helping her save a lot of money. Because if you don't have anything outside of original Medicare, you're paying 20% of the bill. So Not having something in places and then and also prescriptions on top of that. So that was that's probably that's what comes top of mind for my favorite story right now.
0: I love that. What makes the whole Medicare route so complicated?
1: Part of it's a good thing, it's choice. So it's good that there's so many choices. That's that's not the bad part. I think the hard part is how many deadlines that Mm. there are. That definitely make a difference. If you don't enroll in Part B, you could, in a proper amount of time, you could face a penalty for the for the whole for the rest of your life, as long as you're on Medicare. Same thing with Part D. So, it's it's avoiding the pitfalls of the deadlines, making sure you're covered properly, not having laps in coverage, so you don't face those kinds of penalties. And again, it's just it works a bit differently than how we we usually up until we hit that age, we have employer health insurance. Or the individual insurance and it the market doesn't work quite the same. Huh.
0: Very interesting. And it kind of is there an explanation of why it doesn't work similarly, or it's just bureaucracy.
1: So part of the way, part of the way in which it's different is because it is partially through the government. We pay pay taxes to receive our Medicare. So there's a lot of regulation from the government as well. And they are elder uh, fraud abuse, the, the potential for people to get in trouble, it's, it's always out there. So I understand why there's so many strict rules. Making sure, I think it, um, just making sure that you have someone to guide you through it, it becomes not so complicated. Someone just has to understand all those little bits. And then once you get it, it's not that complicated.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. What pitfalls? Okay. So the, de- let's talk about the deadlines. Yeah. So is it in regard to one's age? Is it a part time of the year? It, what and is it
1: a lot of people are working past age 65 now. So I will does, be, and I look forward to it. Yeah, me too, actually. Um, but it's the, it's the, um, so turning 65 is a trigger. And if you are, if you don't have health insurance in, in your employer, and you turn 65, you, you, need, to have, you need to get Medicare because you're not going to be covered. Individual plans will no longer cover you. Nice. So turning 65 is a, is a trigger, and you have three months before your 65th birthday, the month of your 65th birthday, and three months after your 65th birthday to be in what they call that initial enrollment period, which the, you're not going to pass any deadlines that create penalties or miss opportunities for guarantee issue because that's also a difference between current, your current medical world and Medicare, the Medicare world, there's underwriting when it comes to supplements, not the Medicare advantage plans, but the supplements. So um, I I would say that's probably, probably the biggest deadline. And then if you're employed and you have employer coverage, there's some rules. So if your employer has less than 20 employees, you have to um, usually Medicare will pay first, So you need to figure that out. And you're not always advised by your employer that you need Medicare. You think you're going along fine with the health insurance plan through your employer. Find out if if something happens, that's when you find out that you should have had Medicare because Medicare pays first. So that's a scenario. And then if you work for an employer that has more than 20 employees, your employer coverage is likely going to be credible coverage. So you don't need Medicare until you retire from that employment.
0: So, in other words, if you if you're if it's a bigger company and uh, you're covered by your employer, you can. It's okay if you miss that deadline around sixty five.
1: Yep, you can waive yep. okay. Medicare until, and uh, oftentimes I'll recommend that you do that because why pay a Part B premium when you're getting covered by your employer?
0: Yeah, yeah, and everybody thinks you know, oh, Medicare will cover everything. No, it doesn't, and I especially not that's hanging out with
1: you. <laughs> that's true. It does not. No long-term kind of- care, no assisted living facilities. Um, th- those are the kinds of things that you need to prepare for financially outside of Medicare and don't count on them to be covered by your Medicare.
0: Yeah, long-term care insurance. I mean, we can't push it enough. I mean, seriously, get a policy. You will thank yourself later. You yep, really, yep. really will. Makes such a huge difference. So now there are Medicare supplements that you can also get. What kinds of things do
1: those cover? Medicare supplement covers anything that Medicare covers. So a supplement, and that's part of the difference and part of the routes. You have three basic routes when you have Medicare. You have original Medicare that we talked about. It covers 80%. You're responsible for 20% plus your prescriptions. Your next option would be um, original Medicare plus a supplement and a prescription drug plan. And a supplement in that way, they, they cost more than the Medicare Advantage plans, which is the third route. They cost more upfront in premium in the Medicare Advantage plans, but they cover the full twenty percent. Um, Depending, you might be responsible for a deductible. That's where all these things, you know, the details you to guide, coming like coming into it. Yeah. yeah, but a supplement, a Medigap med- Medicare supplement, covers the rest of the twenty percent as long as it's a service covered by Medicare. If you move into a Medicare Advantage plan and you don't pay a copay with a supplement when you go get yeah. services. Medicare Advantage plans, not so much. You do pay a copay when you go in to get your services. It operates operates very similar to how you experience healthcare prior to Medicare because you do have to stay in network. You pay the copays when you go in. Um, The difference is you have to stay in network. So if you choose a Medicare Advantage plan, you don't have the freedom to travel across the country and see any doctor that takes Medicare. Got it. Oh,
0: that's interesting. That's important. Again, it's why important. we need you to kind of hold the torch and guide us through the tunnel <laughs> care and those kind of Medicare. I like
1: that. I like the hold the torch analogy. Yeah.
0: In, in a way, shepherding. I mean, that's what we do too in terms yeah. of clients and their their treasures and things like that. But yeah, I mean, really it helps so much. And there are so many different kinds of guides out there. There's what you do. There's what I do. There are care managers who are different from caregivers. And we'll be examining that, of course, on later episodes. Um, I also wanted to ask you, I asked you what you love about what you do. I have got to ask you, what don't you love about what you do? That's
1: always fun to talk about. What don't you love? You know what I don't love? I don't love that. I'm nervous. I feel like it's so important to not put somebody in a situation. So I think that if if there's anything I don't love, it's, it's that part of it. And, And I always want to make sure the person that I'm taking care of is truly, is truly taken care of. And there's some whammies that can come out of nowhere that you couldn't necessarily foresee. So it, that's, I think that, that's what I don't love about it is if something changes from a current situation that we advise on some, because of the deadlines and the time periods and the special enrollment periods required to do so, sometimes our hands are tied and that's hard.
0: Not mentioning to do that. You're dealing with people's health. Especially in later life, there's so yep. much at stake. Frequently, I mean, it's amazing yep. how much longer people are living and living in a healthy way. It's true, but when something hits you or your family, you got to know what's going on. Yep. Yeah, and that you're Sent, covered. Uh, can you can you talk about a scenario uh, or a client where something went wrong or they missed something? I mean, because I'm trying to really, I want to alert people to the things they really have to pay attention to. And if they don't do these things or pay attention, it could really hurt them in the long run. You already talked about the time frame, but what else can happen?
1: That's the biggest one. Um, It time frames because it affects so many things. affects penalties and it affects guarantee issue. Um, I'll give you another scenario. I had a a client who reached out to me. There, they turned sixty five in December. They reached out to me. I think it was the first week in April, which they, we just missed the deadline yeah. to be able to get that, get a part, um, the part D in, mm-hmm. without having a special enrollment period. So now this individual has to wait until AEP, which is October 15th to December 7th to enroll in a drug plan that will start covering him January 1st. And there's going to be a penalty of 1% of the national standard average, which is, it's like, it's 33 cents per month. It's not a huge penalty it, until you miss a lot of months because it's added on for every month you didn't have it. Wow. And it, then it lasts for the rest of your life. So I know.
0: It, it, it That just does not make sense to me, but it is what it is, right? <laughs> now you'd mentioned an acronym in there, waiting for the was it AEP, ADP?
1: AEP, what does thank you. Yes, annual enrollment period. Um, oh, Very good. <laughs> That's what it is, Yep. And when is that specifically? What dates are those? October 15th to December 7th every year. Okay, that's good to know. Thank you
0: for going through all this wonky stuff because I just, you know, people don't know the ins and outs and it's good at least because people can also listen to this again to kind of make take notes
1: and that kind of thing to make sure they're
0: on top of stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I appreciate being able to talk about it because a lot of times you forget what to bring up. You're asking great questions. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're giving great answers and they're just, and I know that
0: about you. You're very thorough. You're a very good communicator. And that that's another thing that's key about somebody who's going to guide you through this is you want somebody who can articulate it in understandable phrases as opposed to super technical or something like that, where they assume that You all, you know, their vernacular already, you know, the business and, you know, we don't know one another's businesses, you know, and also if you're a consumer, you know, or a client coming, yeah, that's why, that's why they come to you because you have the
1: expertise. Same with you. I've already decided that I want you to come in and help us when we need it for our parents' house. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I'm
0: honored by that. That's always fun.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. What kind
0: of questions should people be asking? professionals like you, when they're interviewing them and thinking about working with them?
1: I think that the um, one of the most important is, are they appointed with multiple carriers, someone who's only pushing one carrier and not pushing necessarily, but if they're if they're captive to one carrier and only educating you about that one carrier. I feel like that's just the, the, again, the Medicare scope is so wide and, and it's such a rainbow of options. I feel like only hearing about one carrier is not or even one or two carriers is not a really good picture of what your options are. So that's probably number one. Okay. Number two, um, because Medicare has so many parts, I feel like it's also there's a lot of agents that only do Medicare supplements, and they don't do Medicare okay. Advantage plans, which also means they don't certify and aren't able to talk about the Medicare Advantage plans. And it just again doesn't give you the full picture. And I, I I really feel like that's important if you're working with a if to be fully guided, you should be with someone who who can talk to you about the whole market. They're not limited, right? And that's my personal opinion. There are agents out there, not that they're bad agents, but I just feel like it's such an important thing to know all of your options.
0: Yeah, that's vital. Anything else they should consider certain, certain licenses, things like that.
1: Yeah, to, to be able to sell, um, you have to be licensed by the state of California. So they should have a, a department of insurance license. Um, I, I will always promote that they should be a member of the, uh, the national, the association of health underwriters where I volunteer is a, an organization for our industry. And what we do is advocate for our clients, for agents and our clients when pieces of legislation, as you know, that's a huge political topic right now. When pieces of legislation come out, what we do is look at it from our perspective, because we are the ones on the street working with clients. We know what they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. And we try to advocate for making sure these pieces of legislation are not causing unintended consequences. So... I feel like, um, agents that are in, are involved in, in our association. And you can look up, look, there's a find an agent tool on NAHU, N-A-H-U dot org.
0: And that's the National Association of Health Underwriters.
1: That's yeah. correct. Yeah. And there's a find an agent tool for, to find agents all across the country. If you wanted to find someone who knows your area, that's the place you can go to look.
0: That's fantastic. That's so important. Um, what do you wish people knew about what you do?
1: I think what I wish is I wish they knew that, that agent. I wish everyone understood that agents, at least in California, help people at no additional charge. Which because is great. Why wouldn't they use someone who understands, you know, so I, that's, that's the one thing I wish everybody knew. Why wouldn't you hire a guide to get
0: through a dark tunnel? Right.
1: <laughs> or even get around a museum.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What drew you to this, Bunny?
1: When I first got licensed um, in 2012, right before Covered California opened up, there were there was Medicare stuff on the test, and in the, and it it seemed so complicated and so I was like, I don't want, I don't want any part of this. I don't want to. I can't <laughs> understand it. I'm not going to try to understand it so i had an aversion for sure when i was first licensed but then in my experience when i was the president for the los angeles chapter of the association um there was kind of a, a pool for medicare agents as members and we didn't really have any content for medicare agents and i was asked to help lead a medicare summit for los angeles and i didn't know anything about medicare i was in the group space with consulting for brokers and doing uh, other things. That it, but I understood the need. And so the first Medicare summit that I did was live in Woodland Hills at the country club. Mm-hmm. And at that, I learned so I heard so much about how much need there will be as the, as boomers begin to retire that t- the statistic last year, I, it's, I don't know what it is this year. I haven't looked it up, but 10,000 people turning 65 across the country every day. Every day. Started in 2012,
0: it'll go till 2032. Isn't that crazy? It it is 10,000 per day. Yeah. And the the percentage, and I don't have them in front of me or you know I'd recite them, the percentages, but it just, it's going to grow so much until basically older adults will be a full quarter of the population.
1: And that just... The more I thought about it, so that was the that first one I think was probably five years ago now that I mm-hmm. threw that mm-hmm. and I still wasn't going to jump, but i kept it kept coming back in my head that what an opportunity and what a way to help a population that I actually really like working with that's another thing with my grandpa. he was an Eastern star in the Masons, and we would go visit the old folks homes and um it, so I really enjoy spending time with senior citizens i so it kept tugging at me. Finally, I, I gave in, I went, I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I spent a full year because I did not feel comfortable. I would shadow people to understand how they would advise their clients because I didn't feel comfortable. Again, I I don't ever want to put somebody in a situation that's going to hurt them. There's so much at (laughs) stake. There really is. That's why you want
0: somebody experienced like you. By the way, how many years have you been doing this, this specialization?
1: It, Medicare specifically, this is going on my fourth AEP. If you're taking care of your parents or a, a lot of people have also, um, have also been laid off or all of the things that have happened, there's, there is help available. So they've increased the subsidies for individuals going through Covered California. They've made the annual, they've made an SEP, another SEP for the individual market. What's SEP? Special enrollment period. Oh, sorry. So there's
0: AEP, which is annual enrollment period, and S. Thank you.
1: Yep. No, I, thank you. Because again, acronyms and being in your industry, I know. Um, so it, I just want to put that out there that no, if you are looking at health insurance options, right now is a really good time for you to check into the ability to get subsidies because they're. I'm seeing a huge increase in the amount of subsidies that people are getting.
0: That's wonderful. And what, is subs- what do subsidies cover specifically With when it comes to Medicare and such? That's
1: it. It's interesting, that I don't think they'll explain that. A subsidy, so a subsidy is technically a tax credit. But what the government said, President Biden signed in March, he signed the American Rescue Plan Act. Right. In that act, they increased the um, subsidy for <coughs> excuse me health insurance can only be received through Covered California because they need a system that means. So uh, a subsidy is a tax credit that is applied to your health insurance premium. And in that ARPA that the president signed, he made it so that no individual will pay more than 8.5% of of their income for health insurance. Wow. Before it used to be, if you were over 400% of the federal poverty level, and there's a chart for that, you wouldn't get a subsidy. But now I'm seeing quite a few people are getting it.
0: Oh, well, that's good. That's helpful. I mean, little revisions to our healthcare system are not a bad thing, especially for older adults and their families. You know, they've been working so hard all those years. They deserve it. Okay. One more question. I want you to imagine yourself at 90. What would you, what do you think you'd be telling yourself now if you could?
1: (laughs) Oh, quit working so much. <laughs> yeah let's yeah you and me both right we'll see we'll get bored
0: and it is it is such rewarding work to work with older adults it it's, is um yeah. which is
1: why we continue and work longer hours and <laughs> because it matters but i think i really think that that is pro- is probably what i would i would prioritize tell myself to prioritize a little bit differently <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, you know, just
0: know your 90-year-old self is talking to you now. <laughs> what and would my you 90 year old yourself? Yourself? I am sorry, what? What would you tell yourself? I would you know, I was just thinking about that. And I would probably suggest the same thing. <laughs> and that and maybe get a haircut. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you have pretty hair, don't do it.
0: <laughs> well well, thank you. Thank you. It was amazing how long I got during COVID, but enough about dead protein. <laughs> This has been so much fun. Thank you for hanging out with me and really going into the detail and answering all my questions because it's just the answers aren't easily accessible out there. So putting I'm, the
1: pieces together. Thank you. Thanks for giving me the opportunity.
0: Oh, you bet. And where can people reach you? We're going to include your information on our website, howtomoveyourmom.com. But what's the best way? Is it email? Is it
1: uh, Email is the best way because that also if you email me at Dawn D A W N at Emma's in Mary, N as in Nancy, Amazon Mary, benefitsolutions.com. That's benefit singular solutions plural. Uh, it the reason that's the best is because I'll always have my um, immediate responder that gives you access to my calendar. And that is the best way for us to start a conversation because it gives you time on my calendar.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. That's- that's very efficient. I like that very much. <laughs> so, thank you, Don McFarlane, for being with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to How to Move Your Mom and Stealthy Unspeaking Terms Afterward. Please visit howtomoveyourmom.com for more information about this episode and for additional podcast episodes featuring other extraordinary guests and conversations. Until next time, this is your very grateful host. Morty Stevens Huebner.